This is Cultural Debris with host Alan Cornett. Gary Gregg, welcome to Bookish Questions with Cultural Debris. Hey, thanks, Alan. Great to be here. You have just published a new book through the McConnell Center. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah, we published um, Khalil Gibran's uh, The Prophet. Um, now, here, we published, meaning you know, it's been in publication constantly for 100 years, uh, actually, but we published sure. our own uh, edition uh, for the 100th anniversary of, uh, mm. of the book um, in uh, September of, uh, of 2023. So The Prophet is a book that I've seen around. I mean, like you said, it's been around for a century. I've seen it. I don't know how many times it's registered briefly and I have completely dismissed it as anything I would be interested in. So why were you interested in it and why should I be interested in it? Yeah, what's interesting, uh, I I probably would be in the same boat and I was for most of my life um, uh, with you on that, Alan. And maybe five years ago or so, one of my students who happened to be a senior at the time asked me if I would read the prophet with her um, and have a, uh, have a conversation about it. Cause she, it was really meaningful to her. And, um, I came up with a better idea, I thought, and that is, why don't we just get the whole senior class together? Uh, you're recommending this book. It's short. And, uh, we will do our final seminar of our, of their undergraduate career with me on that, uh, on that topic here at the McConnell center. Uh, so we did it and, um, you know, I can't say as I understand uh, the book um, or all of it, uh, but uh, it is uh, it, it is a poetry. So, you know, it's um, open for interpretation, I think. But um, it was really it was really powerful and really good. And there's some really great lessons, I thought, in it. And so then I started every year using it as the final seminar for our McConnell scholars when they're seniors ready to graduate. And, um, you know, it's, it's short. Uh, it is, uh, it is a poem. I think it is open to interpretation, uh, which makes it somewhat difficult actually, I think, uh, to read as somebody trained like me as a political scientist looking for the bottom line, looking for the lesson. Um, and you have to really work and, and ferret it out. But I think that's what partly what makes it so valuable, uh, to read. So this year, then I was preparing for that seminar in, uh, in the spring and I was sitting down and I was um, having a beverage um, in my uh, my study at home and reading it. And uh, I happened to be texting a friend and I text some passages to them. And so what do you think about this? And it just became a beautiful evening. And uh, during that evening, uh, as I'm uh, wrestling with the text, um, I uh, I said, I wonder when this was published, because I really didn't know. And I looked looked it up and it was September 2020 or tw- 1923. And I said, wow, there's a 100th anniversary coming up. And then I tooled around a little bit and saw it's in the public domain, of course. And um, and I didn't see anybody else. I saw a lot of people doing a lot of programs on it um, all around the world, but I didn't see in the 100th anniversary edition. So I decided to set out and make it our own and then uh, use it in my programming, uh, make it available to the public, but also use it in my programming here at the McConnell Center uh, in perpetuity. Yeah, so I have here your earlier edition from the McConnell Center, a very handsome copy of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Um, 
a classic and and a portable, useful volume for sure, because it's always good to have a copy of the meditations around. So you have done these uh, these editions. Have you done any others? And what is it that sets a McConnell Center edition apart? Yeah, thanks, Alan. I'm glad you uh, you have meditations. That is uh, a book that I am uh, very proud of. Uh, we use that in all of my programs. Uh, if your listeners, uh, your viewers have not read Meditations or haven't in a while, that's a book you have to come back to over and over again in your life. And I think The Prophet is as well, because it's going to speak to an 18-year-old very different than speaking to a 55-year-old or a 70-year-old. So uh, I think both of these books are um, are wisdom books that are meant to be read throughout your your life. The um, if um, I'm holding them up right now, if you can see them, um, the actually um, I'm going to call this our, sort of our wisdom series here at the McConnell Center, um, and they fit perfectly together. So these were our first uh, first two. Um, they both have the same basic uh, cover with the crossed keys, and um, so these are our last two books that we published. Uh, I have, um, we also published an edition of the Federalist Papers, which I wish I'd have thought to bring in, but I did not think to bring in uh, today. Um, it's called Reflection and Choice, the Federalist, the Anti-Federalist, and the Debate that Defined America. I did with Nathan Coleman, who's a mutual friend of ours. Nathan, or Nathan and I put together a book that is unique in publishing history. That is, I don't think there's a single edition that exists that does what we do in that book, and that is a couple of things. One is we put Federalist and Anti-Federalist next to each other um, so that you can see the debate, you can see the arguments uh, at the founding. We also do introductions to each section of the Federalist, and we section it off in a way that is unique um, for um, in, the, in the publishing world. So very proud of those. Our first publication we ever published was a little book called The Senate, Great Forum of Constitutional Liberty by a former senator who young people today probably don't even know existed, Alan, but you and I know Robert Byrd um, very, uh, very well. We had Robert Byrd gave this speech at the McConnell Center oh, my nice. very first year here. And I thought, wow, what a fantastic summary of the vision behind the Senate and its evolution. And so I asked him permission to create a little book. So we created a little book with that speech, with um, uh, some introductory, some remarks by Senator Mitch McConnell and some uh, Federalists. Uh, Federalists. We published um, Hero Tales of American History by um, Henry Cabot Lodge and uh, Teddy Roosevelt, also um, maybe seven, eight years ago now. Um, and the reason I published this book was um, the book had been unpublished since I think it's 1895. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, I think we need heroes and I think we need good tales about America and, and great men and women. Those are all men. And that book is written 1895. But it's um, but we need those kind of tales. And so the only editions that existed were really these cheap uh, paperback things that uh, that people just Xerox and uh, and put between covers and then sell on Amazon. And so I wanted to have a really fine edition. So so we did that edition of Hero Tales in American History. We also did a book called uh, uh, America's Forgotten Founders, which was republished by ISI Books. Um, I don't know where that is right now in their in their world since they sold off their catalog, but this was republished as part of their founding fathers, uh, Forgotten Founders series. Uh, and in this, we profile the top 10, we say, of the uh, 
founders that were influential in America, but uh, but have largely been forgotten in uh, in the 21st century. So we we try to look at um, you know niches here and there where we have targets of opportunity where we can serve our students, our military that that I work with, teachers that I work with, and um, uh, so. Somewhat, there's no rhyme or reason <laughs> to them, uh, except maybe the last two, Marcus Aurelius and uh, Khalil Gibran. And I'm hoping to have a series, uh, this sort of little wisdom books that maybe we can put out to the uh, to the public over the years. Well, do you have your sights on anything else currently, or is it uh, is it the the Gary Gregg eye still searching for the right uh, for the right volume? Yeah, we've got uh, several in uh, that have. Um, I've been sort of sitting around um, for a while, uh, and to do these, I need some money, and I also need the uh, the time. Um, and those are two things that are hard to come by. <laughs> um, but I want to do a small, um, a small um, essential, the very, very essential George Washington. Um, you know, William B. Allen did a fantastic book that I've used for thirty years now uh, by Liberty Fund, published mm-hmm. by Liberty Fund, uh, which I think is called the essential George Washington. And I want to distill that down to the essential, essential George Washington. So <laughs> maybe 120 pages or something like that of the documents, uh, that really either fundamentally influenced George Washington, um, or were, or his letters and, uh, uh, and, uh, speeches, um, and documents um, from his life that will tell the story of um of of his life so you not only have brought out various books but you yourself have published some books of your own i mean not you you have published them but they have been published uh, so do you have anything in uh, that that gary Gregg himself is working on for the future uh yes we if um you know crossing my fingers right now uh, i have uh published two previous young adult novels um, that take place in uh, in Scotland, um, and uh, one's called the Sporran, and one is called um, the Iona Conspiracy. And it's been quite a while since I have. I've been sitting on a a book, um, and um, for a long time now. I finally finished it, um, and it's been it's been through the editorial process, uh, which is always a painful process. I hate that part of it. Love the writing part. Hate the hate the editing part when your editor tells you you should sit, say it differently. Right, um, <laughs> but. Um, but that, that novel, which I, I, frankly, I think now maybe we all authors all think their latest thing is the best thing they've done, but, um, the, the upcoming book, which hopefully will be out by Christmas was going to be called the spear, the stag and the spear. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it is a prequel to my other two novels it takes place mostly in Oxford. though it, they do get into Scotland up to the Isle of Orkney. Um, and, um, these books are, um, sort of, um, mystical mysteries, fantasy, but based in reality. So I write, uh, you know, Oxford is 1941 is Oxford as best as I could describe it in my investigations of what Oxford in 1941 looked like. Um, and it takes, uh, so it takes place um, during World War II. The, uh, the, the core mystery is uh, the Spear of Longinus uh, that uh, pierced the side of, of Christ Mm-hmm. Um, Hitler is after it and, uh, Hitler, uh, uh, the little secret that Hitler didn't, well, Hitler knew of course in the, uh, in the book at least. Um, but it was, it was hit in the uh, tower of London and that's why oh. the tower of London was not hit during the blitz. Um, and so my lead characters have to ferret it out of Oxford and are ferret out of London to Oxford and then 
eventually into Scotland and uh, a return from the land from which it originally came, which mm. is, uh, uh, I won't give a, a spoiler on that, oh, but hopefully right. Stag and the Spear will be out uh, by Christmas. And then uh, nice. my next, uh, next book will be, um, I've just agreed to publish a, um, a small biography of George Washington or I agree to write, I guess, a uh, small biography of George Washington that it will be part of a series in South Dakota called The Faces of Mount Rushmore. Uh, and there'll be one for each um, of the faces of Mount Rushmore and brought out uh, by uh, July the 4th, uh, 2026, and the 200th mm. anniversary of, oh, nice. uh, of America. So I got to get my butt in gear. I've got a lot of, a lot of research and writing to do in the next uh, two years. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, you're you're staying busy. That's good. So, are these uh, where where can one procure your uh, your volumes that uh, that are in print? Well, they're uh, they're all, of course, is uh, the ubiquitous Amazon. Uh, they they are there um, on Amazon. The um, uh, the problem is when you get a book like Meditations or even Khalil Gibran's The Prophet, because we're the new kids to the game here in this, uh, we are buried deep in the Amazon search world. So uh, we ha you have to dig a little bit deeper. I'm going to show my, the covers again to your audience because people have, uh, people have been using our covers. Be careful about this. They've been using our covers and selling inferior copies on Amazon oh. because these are really beautiful editions. And so people think they are coming you know, for, um, and getting our work. So be careful. You're make sure you're getting this published by the McConnell center, um, on, uh, on Amazon. If you want to guarantee you can get, get them and get them a better, uh, a better price actually than Amazon. Though, if you're on prime, you get free shipping. Uh, but I go to butlerbooks.com. Okay. Butler books is a local publisher here in Louisville, Kentucky, and they do beautiful editions, as you can see by my work uh, showing you them there. Um, and we try to sell at a reasonable price. So we try not to, we're not in, in this to make money on it. I don't make a dime on these books. Uh, we're just trying to get good works out to the public and uh, encourage uh, people to uh, to read. So you can buy them at butlerbooks.com. You can buy them at a discount. And um, uh, and uh, anyway, uh, and you can guarantee you're getting our editions. Accept no substitutes. <laughs> Indeed. Gary Gregg, thank you for being on Bookish Questions. Thank you, Alan. It was really a privilege. Thanks for the work you're doing.